Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of our podcast. I'm your co-host, Kirsten McWilliams, Marketing Manager at Assets. And I'm your other co-host, Jamie Arroyo, Asset CEO. Today, we have a real treat for you. In this episode, we sit down with the incredibly talented Keisha Feeney, a local artist and entrepreneur making waves in our community. From her captivating artwork to her innovative business ventures, Keisha's story is one of determination, creativity, and inspiration. So sit back, relax, and join us as we delve into the world of art and entrepreneurship with Keisha Feeney. I'm curious, Keisha, um, in your opinion, what's the state of the artist community in Lancaster City? The state of the artist community um, in Lancaster has definitely grown since when I first started my whole journey. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm definitely well connected, as you guys know now, Mm -hmm. so I can reach out to people and find opportunities um, very easily. Mm -hmm. So that's why I try to give back so much when I do. Nice. Yeah. And speaking of when you started, what is your origin story? As JB put it, what was, what did you say? The your superhero yeah. origin story. <laughs> so. That's a term yeah. I'm going to have to try to get used to. Um, but my superhero story kind of started, um, I would say in kindergarten, my first mm-hmm. art class, um, which is where one of my murals is now. My nurture, your, my mural that I did for the COVID murals mm-hmm. um, back in 2020. Um, but yeah, since my first art class, I've always been connected to art and really into that. Um, so I've always taken classes throughout grade school. Mm-hmm. And even um, when I was a senior at McCaskey, I was able to take a class at PCAD for free. So Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Nice. What did anyone around you support you in that confidence or developing that confidence? Yeah. You know, that's a very young age yeah, to get yeah. into art. So, yeah. um, Back to going back to my first art class, um, Mr. Lawrence, who um, was my first art teacher, ended up being my teacher again in McCaskey. Mm. So it was really awesome to be able to see him again. And then now we're also doing shows together. So I get to do pop up events like and I was chilling under his tent at the Big Mm. Bloom Festival that they had last month. So it's really cool to see and be in that environment as, as the people who kind of raised me. Yeah, in that, our community. That's yeah. awesome. Building that type of confidence mm-hmm. is important, especially you know at that age. And I was doing coloring books and didn't even do that well. So <laughs> being able to you know spark those creative juices and having that support for mentorship is super important. So that's cool that you've been able to grow with Mr. Lawrence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Came full yes. circle for you. Yeah. 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 It's it's a big thing that I like to say in my journey when I tell people about it all the time, just because it's it's made a really big impact on me as as an artist and as a student of his and now people are looking at me as mm-hmm. the same way so it's it's really surreal sometimes yeah i guess superhero yeah <laughs> as you would say yeah. awesome yeah yeah so it seems like mr lawrence for you was a mentor mm-hmm. are you have you stepped into the mentor role at all and are you mentoring other up-and-coming uh aspiring artists mm-hmm. in the community or is that something you want to move into um, I feel like I inspire those around me naturally and uh, giving back like when I do workshops with the girls empowerment workshop that I actually have coming up with the YWCA this week, mm-hmm. um, things like that. Um, I'm trying to get back into schools um, and then doing like local community community work. Um, that's my way of giving back um, right now. So. Gotcha. Very cool. Yeah. Nice. So. As you started to develop your, you know, creativity and started to go into this space and really define yourself as an artist, what are some of the challenges that have been defining moments for you throughout your career? Ooh, there's a lot. Yeah. Um, just starting from the beginning, I would say 
working to get my name out there and staying consistent. Um, everyone who I meet now thinks that this all just happened like overnight for mm -hmm. me. Um, but I was really working and I, I was an artist my whole life. So it's like nurturing that skill and that drive and that passion for so long and seeing um, other people being able to do that on Instagram. That was a big thing for me when I first started. And I was getting a lot of support from not only um, people that knew me locally, but people that didn't even know who I was and like where I made my first sales. So things like that kind of kept me pushing and kept me going. But I've always had a part time job until 2021 was when I was able to to go full time as an artist. So nice. it's definitely staying consistent and working when you don't want to work. Like when you get off of work, you got to come home and work for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I always try to make that like statement to people when yeah. they're trying to come up. Yeah. One of the things or the thing that we do at Assets is help entrepreneurs start, grow businesses and really determine when is the right point to take that leap. Mm -hmm. um, so you mean you didn't just like say one day, you know, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to just go into no, this full time. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Like, and it's still so scary to me mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I definitely had a thought out plan. Um, it wasn't until um, the killing of George Floyd when I did that mural. Mm -hmm. That was when my career kind of blew up like overnight, as people would say. Mm -hmm. But I was still doing work all the way up until that point. So it was great that I had that to kind of back me up. And this wasn't just the first thing that people have known me for. Because right the week before that was when I did the COVID mural. So yeah. people were still like ravishing over that piece. And mm -hmm. then this happened as well. So it was just kind of everything all at once. And then I had to step back from my job. And I was like, I had so many things planned out up until like the end of the year mm -hmm. to make sure that I was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned the George Floyd mural that mm -hmm. you did. Um, so that was a very defining point for a lot of our lives as well as the community or in the community. Mm -hmm. Can you take us back to the summer of 2020 and, you know, painting that mural and how that affected you personally and professionally? Yeah, personally, um, it was... It was something that I didn't think that I had the capability of doing. Mm. Um, me being an artist, I'm just so introverted and quiet and to myself. And and being in charge of something mm. that big and with that big of a message for not only the community but the world at the time, mm -hmm. it was something that I was so scared of doing. And then mm. I had interviews the whole day. We were working on the mural when they were protesting right behind us. So it was wow. it was very strong and powerful doing mm. that that mural and then um yeah at, we were working on till i want to say sundown um but yeah it was it was the most powerful moment that i will never forget like yeah. in my life <laughs> yeah. yeah when you say the we who's the we or team that is supporting you and helping you with these different products projects like i saw the, the mural that's on rachel's Kruppery's, mm -hmm. um building and every time i drive past i'm like that's such a beautiful piece and of course, that you know, you can't do it as one person, no. but I'm sure it takes a team. And so what is that like rallying a group of people in the community and creating this beautiful piece that you all can enjoy and appreciate? Yeah, learning um, as an artist and me being so independent and doing everything myself mm -hmm. up until like a few years ago, I've tried to work smarter and not harder. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to work in a team as much as I can and mm -hmm. put all of my friends on when I can, you know? Yeah. So that the George Floyd mural, it was um, myself, Adam Serrano, Kirsten Jordan, 
and mm-hmm. Kaya Hobbs, mm-hmm. who all worked on that mural that day. And then the week after that, we came back and did the ampersand that is in the Peakhead Park as well. Mm-hmm. And that had um, photographs that all the local photographers were taking the last few weeks and then um, as well as the protesters. Um, so it was it was great to see the community and be able to see themselves mm-hmm. on art as well. Yeah. Um, but the the Rachel's Crepery mural, um, that was with another local artist, Maria, who also did one of the COVID murals. And then Shauna Yorty, who I met, um, I want to say 2021, she was doing a community um, mural in Garden of the Light, mm-hmm. down by In the Light Ministries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just popped up because I was just starting on doing murals. So I was like, I'm going to go help out. I yeah. feel like I could learn a lot. And I ended up staying till it was dark and helping her finish the mural. And wow. then she called me next year and said, I want you to be on my team because you worked so hard that night. So it's just things like that and showing up for yourself and always being a a, a student. Yeah. Even though people may see me as a teacher, I feel like I'm still always learning mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. That's beautiful. So I'm curious about um, your shift into entrepreneurship a little bit mm-hmm. more. So, you know, you mentioned the team, you mentioned about, you know, still working and then slowly inching into that. What made you have that mindset shift to, I can't just think like an artist. I actually have to think like an entrepreneur to make this financially sustainable. <laughs> it's still a job. And yeah. I'm still still trying to work on that without losing like the, the heart and soul of my work too. Mm-hmm. And not like doing things just for the money, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I first started out, um, I wanted to, I also do henna tattoos. So mm-hmm. I reached out to SCORE because I needed help finding out how to get my um, EIN number. Mm-hmm. Cause at that time I was a sole proprietor. So I needed that to be in this show. Um, so I got a SCORE mentor and they helped me through like the beginning of my year. Um, there were some gaps in the information just because they haven't worked with an artist like me or mm. I've done anything in that like capacity, mm. I feel. Um, but they were very helpful and I felt like I could ask them any questions without feeling feeling stupid or anything like mm-hmm. that. But um, also working with um, Evita Cologne and being in Speak to My Soul, um, she's always someone that I can reach out to for any kind of information and her being a creative as well. Mm. She knows um different outlets that that I can take uh uh take help and gotcha take advantage of yeah and I'm wondering how what advice would you give other artists um anywhere in the community um what are best ways to seek out and find other people in the artist community in the creative world to find mentors and people that you could learn from or even teach like how did you do that you know I felt like um, I knew people from school, um, but just putting yourself out there, like mm-hmm. there were times when I emailed like every gallery on um, Gallery Row mm, okay. when I first started. I mean, yeah. I didn't get a reply, which led me to do my BIPOC show this past um, spring. Mm. Um, but yeah, just finding opportunities and being observant mm. um, and seeing what others are doing around you that are doing the same thing that you yeah. want to do. I've really pride myself on on looking that looking things up or looking up YouTube videos or mm-hmm. figuring out something or asking Facebook if I don't know how to do something because I, it's for my business and it's something I love and I don't care if it makes me look stupid, even mm-hmm. though like no question is dumb to me. Right. So I feel like being able to be teachable and not being um, like not being scared to ask certain questions and afraid of what people are going to think of you mm-hmm. because they not doing it and they should be asking i mean i'm self-taught so i'm gonna try to pick information wherever i can get it right so yeah 
goes back to like always being a student, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. just always being curious and just mm-hmm. leaning into that. Yeah. Um, I think there's this perception that once you make it as an entrepreneur, whatever you know that means, oh, it's like, yo, you know all the information, but right. it's like actually- <laughs> I'm still no. learning so, 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 so <laughs> yeah. much. So. Yeah, you start finding out like, actually, I don't know as much as I thought I did. Mm-hmm. And you start, you know, craving that information. Yeah, so that's exactly. good. Yeah, it is like being in a classroom when you're like, does anyone else have the same question I do? Sometimes you gotta be that brave soul, be like, hey, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. And or- I, I wasn't always like that in school. Yeah. I wasn't. Um, in art, I I had my teacher who I was comfortable with, who I could ask things like that, or would help me like do a portfolio when I needed to get into PCAT and things like that. But now I I don't have any kinds of feelings about asking questions like that because we all started somewhere. Definitely, and it's yeah. really how you use your skill and put practice into that so yeah all wise words right there yeah (laughs) so what does innovation look like in the artist community or in the creative space are there new things that you're looking to to be more innovative or do new things just new ideas I feel like I'm always trying to do new things Mm -hmm. um I feel like as artists we get bored easily (laughs) and we're always trying to do something different um like when I do my paintings on canvas I'm always trying to do something different with Mm -hmm. each piece and trying to push myself or use a new technique or style that I'm liking at that point Mm -hmm. um and then with murals I'm still learning a lot about them Mm -hmm. so working in a team and Working with others who can help me in the skills that I'm lacking Mm. is something that I always um, search for, too. Mm. So that's my kind of innovation. And the business side of that, I'm still learning all of that, but trying to utilize my resources and learning the grant world and... Mm. That's a whole new world for me. So, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, but knowing that you have these resources here in the community, whether mm-hmm. it's assets, whether it's score, other mm-hmm. business resource providers, just knowing that we're here is also important because some people are like, I have to do this all on my own, but not realizing what's here in the community. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah, I I think um, in the beginning of the pandemic, I did receive a grant from assets, too. And that was when I was first starting. So I'm sure I wasn't even as well versus I am now and filling stuff out. So mm-hmm. I'm just very thankful that you guys are looking at people in the community and giving those opportunities who may have not gotten them before. Cause I think that might've been my first grant mm. that I, that I ever got possibly. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. That yeah. Is good yeah. To hear. yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 And that's why business resource providers like assets. That's why we're here, you know, mm-hmm. to help people, um, you know, figure out the, their entrepreneurial journey. So. This episode is built by Cargis Systems. Cargis is an employee-owned software company offering business software implementation, support, and customization since 1988. Driven by its purpose of shared success, Cargis gives back to the Lancaster community through STEM initiatives, art programs, event sponsorships, and more. Visit Cargis.com to see what makes Cargis a reliable software partner and one of PA's best places to work. One of the things we're trying to focus on at Assets is this idea around being more human centered. Mm -hmm. Um, So really focusing on the person behind the business um, Mm -hmm. and learning more about what are the needs of the entrepreneur? Mm -hmm. What are some of the challenges you're facing as a person? Because Mm -hmm. no matter what business you start multiple times over, uh, you're the one that's going to be driving it. And we want to make sure that the entrepreneur behind the business is successful. Um, What would you say are some things that entrepreneurs really need in Lancaster to become successful? Organization, mm. um, consistency um, is definitely two big ones yeah. for me and that I pride myself on being. I mean, mm. I'm, I was always an organized person, mm. so that kind of 
worked to my advantage. Um, but knowing who you are and who your audience is, is a big thing as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else. That <laughs> well, they're two big ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think we think sometimes entrepreneurs are just swinging home runs all the time and it's really just the singles. Oh, yeah, no, I try to, yeah, there. I try to show like when things don't work out for me. Mm. I mean, it's not always the easiest and I kind of want to keep certain things to myself as well, too. But mm. yeah, there's many times where I've gotten no's and mm. just kind of moved on to the, to the next thing. And you always have to keep going working for yourself because you can't, you don't have time to to sit there and kind of be sad about it, maybe yeah. for a little bit, but you got to think in in long term, mm. like what is what is what's your goal and what are you trying to do and yeah. all of those things you need to get to get there. Definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm curious. Um, out of all the milestones and achievements, achievements you already mentioned, are there any other ones that we haven't discussed yet that you're like, wow, I did that. I did my thing with that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like I said, um, when I first left my job in 2021, I actually w became a scenic artist at Tate for a few months. And mm -hmm. I actually, I can say it now, um, but I was actually able to um, paint the buildings for the weekends tour. Wow, nice. so, that's awesome. Yeah, the tour that is like global now and yeah. it's in the UK. So I got to be one of the painters and it was the first time I ever did anything like that. So it was it was really big for me. I didn't get to meet the weekend, but we got to yeah. go to the show. So it was oh, really cool that's nice. a plus. to see your work and see millions of people like over and over again. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's probably a big one for me. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Awesome. Yeah. That was yeah. really huge. Yeah. How'd yeah. you um, find that opportunity or come across that opportunity? So my best friend's mom worked at there, worked there at the time mm -hmm. and she kind of got my foot in the door. Gotcha. So I'm so thankful for that. And yeah. but there's actually a lot of artists who work there um, okay. that I didn't know. Um, a lot of people knew who I was and I was wearing like a band shirt and they're like, hey, I know that band. So it's there. There's a lot of artistic people mm. and creative people that work at Tate. Gotcha. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And that always and that just speaks to just knowing the right people and yes, you know, for that sure. can lead to a door opening yeah. to a really cool opportunity. For yeah. sure. It's like even this my best friend, she's not an, she's not a painter or anything like that, but knowing her and knowing her mom and some people don't even know about Tate. So it's yeah, it's a very big creative hub yeah. that that we have local. They do a lot of great things. So you mentioned opportunity. So I can imagine there's times there you, where you have the opposite problem. So too many opportunities at uh, one time. Yeah. Uh, so how do you kind of filter through and how do you say, you know, if you can have the courage to say no to potentially some good opportunities. Um, yeah. So like as like com talking commissions, I, I've been able to be able to pick and choose what kind of work that I want to do and if it aligns and if it's going to make me happy working mm -hmm. on it at the end of the day. Because mm -hmm. a lot of the times when you're starting out, you just take work um, because you need it and you're trying to get your name out there. Mm -hmm. Necessarily, you don't like the subject that you have to do. Mm -hmm. um, so things like that, I'm thankful to be able to pick and choose what I want to do. But bigger opportunities, it's it's hard to pick and choose, but I try to think about myself and not burn myself out and make sure that I'm able to get it done in a certain amount of time. So I'm still gauging that. It's hard to to gauge your time as an artist when you're doing so many new things. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, definitely self-care is probably at the top of my list so I don't make myself crazy yeah <laughs> yeah and, and before you said self-care I was gonna ask so how do you help or prevent running into burnout and I was gonna ask what does your self-care look like 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I have run into it a few times, but like, it's it's kind of inevitable. I mean, I I do so many things and I try to please a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting better at setting boundaries and doing all of those things personally, so mm-hmm. it can transfer over into my business as well. Yeah. Um, but I really love hiking, being out in nature, mm-hmm. um, going to art exhibits mm-hmm. when I have time, taking day trips to see other museums and vacationing and shopping local all of those all of those yeah. things refill my soul yeah. yeah fill up your cup again yeah. yeah 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 i'm glad to hear you say that because a lot of the perception around entrepreneurship is that you just go 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 and mm-hmm. it's always grit um where there are seasons for that mm-hmm. self-care is super important and one of the conversations we're having at assets too is how do we help entrepreneurs understand the importance of mental health mm-hmm. um and really making sure that we're taking care of ourselves through this journey mm-hmm. and that there are seasons of filling your cup right. so um i'm glad to hear that you're taking serious the, the yeah. art of self-care yeah it's yeah. it's not always easy i'm yeah. not gonna lie sometimes i'm doing these self-care things and i'm thinking like oh my god i got all this stuff to do yeah. at home yeah. i mean it's always in the back of your mind right. but like you just have to try to enjoy the moment mm-hmm. and i try to put my phone down and as much as i can or like i i usually post things engage a little bit and get off so mm-hmm. i can stay in the moment and and be present. Yeah, unplug, yeah. yeah. Love to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned going to like art galleries and museums. Is that a way for you to find inspiration or get inspired? Um, and yes. what are other ways that you find inspiration to create your art? Yeah, um, definitely being inspired by other artists' um, work is a big one for me. Um, being in school, I didn't learn about a lot of black artists and mm-hmm. artists that I know now. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to give myself those experience and go and see the work in person and it's, it's just you have to see art in person for me and I'm one that likes to look up something like this close so <laughs> I get yelled at sometimes like you're too close <laughs> but I want to see the paint strokes and stuff right. on the work so that's the whole reason I'm here um but definitely taking art um inspiration from others work and in nature a lot of my work has nature mm-hmm. in that as well mm-hmm. so um being connected to those things yeah really give me inspiration in my in my own work very cool yeah yeah, who are some um, artists, whether locally or nationally or globally, that really inspire you and you're like, oh my gosh, these, these are my favorite artists. These are the people I love to look at their art. Um, so the first um, big, like, I want to say exhibit of somebody famous who I wanted to see was Frida Kahlo. And okay. I got to take a bus trip to go see that in Brooklyn. Okay. And it was amazing. And like, I never thought I was going to be able to see her work in yeah. person. Um, so that really moved me, as well as seeing um, Basquiat, mm, Andy Warhol. Mm-hmm. Um, I just recently went to Baltimore Museum of Art mm. to see the culture exhibit. Okay. Um, so they had a lot of black art in there. Um, they had Jordan Castile, who's a well-known black artist. Um, they also had they had a lot of people. Um, even work from Kendrick Lamar and okay. musically, they had they had so many things in that exhibit. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. I feel like they all, all of the musically, visually, all of the art of that intertwines for me. So mm-hmm. I feel like I get inspiration from mm-hmm. all of those things. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of music, is there a certain artist or genre of music that you listen to that you jam out while you're in your zone, while you're doing your paint brushes mm-hmm. and strokes and things like that? I feel like I need to listen to music more when I'm painting. Okay. I do sometimes. Um, but like when I was just working on my solo show <laughs> this past March, um, I was working on it all winter, um, but I was really very hard watching Survivor. 
It's one of my favorite <laughs> really? shows. I love nature. So like no I, I watched that as a kid uh-huh. with my parents. So like I watched every season when I was working on all of those uh, five. Yes. There's like 40 something seasons. Oh, I even goodness. applied. So if you guys see me on Survivor. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I love um, watching Survivor. I watch like rewatching art shows like Face mm. Off. They don't have too many. Mm-hmm. Um but music artists I like to listen to, obviously, Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. uh, Childish Gambino is one of my favorite yeah. favorites. Um, I have I like old school hip hop and mm-hmm. R&B. That's one of my go-to okay. vibes. Gotcha. Yeah. Some good choices. Yeah. Okay, okay. For sure, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah, I love the idea of your favorite local artists like binge-watching Survivor <laughs> while they like, put together your piece. That's, <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I would have never thought that. You know? <laughs> they must have I been so inspired. <laughs> Yeah. It's just something that you could put on the background, and I know it's going to happen, so I don't really got to pay attention. Mm-hmm. I can still do work, yeah. you know, because yeah. if it's something that's too, like, too good, I I will distract me from that's getting true. stuff done. Yeah. No serious podcast or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. Just I do like, listen I to some podcasts, um, a few podcasts, um, like a few local mm-hmm. podcasts that I've been on as well. I like listening to others that I know that have been on those mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So when you guys get more, I'm excited to hear them as well. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do listen. I try to listen to audiobooks sometimes too. Yeah. When they're available, like to rent from the library, there's like an app that you can download. So yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Is Shout cool out too. to the Lancaster Public Library. Yeah, yeah, right? location. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So if you had to kind of step back and talk to your younger self, much younger self, uh, what is some advice that you would give to a young Keisha? I, I feel like I'm still filling my soul as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I'm enough, everything's okay. Mm. Um, you're an amazing artist. People love you. Mm. Um, keep working hard. Yeah. All of those affirmations, mm. I feel like that I say now is something that I needed as a child and that I didn't get as often as I do mm. now. So it's 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 a process accepting all the love that I'm getting, yeah. but I'm so thankful for it. Yeah. Mm. That's awesome. That I think awesome. all those affirmations. If you could tell young Jamie that, that'd be great. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. That's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. So, what's your vision um, and, and idea of what your future of your career in artistry looks like? Like, if you could look into the future five to ten years down the line, what would you love to see yourself doing? Obviously still making art, but mm. I want to be able to have my work travel and be in different mm. cities. So that's something that I'm working towards now and getting into different galleries, yeah. um, possibly residencies, um, working with bigger brands mm-hmm. and partnering, things mm. like that. Yeah. So awesome. all, of, all the things, but just at a bigger capacity than yeah. what I'm, I'm doing now. Yeah, yeah, bigger team. Yes. Yeah, bigger yeah. Art. I need a team. I need a team. <laughs> That's definitely in the future. Um, so then I want to do all of the business side of stuff. That yeah. would definitely give me a lot of relief and be able to focus on on my art too. Yeah. Cool. And how can people follow you? Yeah. Um, you can follow me at Keisha Finney, K-E-I-S-H-A-F-I-N-N-I-E on all. It's the same on all, so it's not Platform. too hard. On all yeah. platforms. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to catch that before anybody else did, and yeah. I was like, I don't want to have an artist name. I want to be known as myself, right. so I'm going to put it on everything. What a great conversation with Keisha Feeney. We hope you join us again for the next episode. We'll be interviewing Amit Corso, owner of Cutting Edge Barbershop and Cutting Edge Barbershop Academy. He dropped some amazing gems of wisdom and business tips. 
And don't forget, you're invited to join Asset's 30-year celebration, Assets at 30, on September 12, 2023 at Southern Market. The program will run from 6 to 8.30 p.m. and doors will open at 5.30 p.m. It'll be a convening of innovators, entrepreneurs, community leaders who are passionate about the small business and ethical entrepreneurship here in Lancaster. We hope to see you there. You won't want to miss out. This is the Built by Us podcast, brought to you by Assets. Visit us at assetspa.org to learn more about the products and services we provide. And you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube.